And good morning, everyone. Welcome into a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Sunday morning. So happy you're with us. I'm Steve Cashel, joined by my usual co-host. He is Dr. Brian Cole, the head team physician with the Chicago Bulls, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Our producer is Shane Reardon. A reminder, podcast segments always available to hear on our Sports Medicine Weekly blog, also through Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast audio. How are you, Dr. Cole, on this Sunday morning? Steve, doing great. Uh, it's, it's really good to join you today. Absolutely. Well, the uh, NBA uh, about to start their season, and uh, some interesting Bulls preseason games, and it looks just like a day-to-day uh, situation with with most teams, right? You've even had your own COVID cases uh, within the Bulls organization with the players, correct? Yes, yeah, Steve. It's uh, you know, first of all, it was last week. You know, covering the first game since March uh, for the preseason game was a little surreal. I'll tell you. You know, it was uh, there's a, it, you feel like there's about 80 people in the building at most, and all the seats are covered, and there's uh, 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 faux uh, fans. Uh, and fan noise, you know, I guess maybe made for TV. So that part was really interesting. It was sort of like watching a uh, an elite scrimmage uh, for our first two games against Houston. Uh, you know, we split that series, and it was and it was fun to watch because we have some new players and to see how they can come together after having a long period of time of uh, not playing anything really competitive. You know, because as you know, we weren't part of the bubble uh, for the playoffs. Uh, but the uh, the the the, the 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 infrastructure in place to manage the COVID issue in terms of testing has been uh, pretty phenomenal. I never thought I could find more hours in the day than I had already had uh, utilized, to be honest, and had to find about two or three more hours a day, as well as uh, my partner Kathy Weber, who's who manages the medical side. So it is it takes an absolute army to do what we're doing right now with uh, the regular testing. And you know, we I've learned uh, a lot over the last month, and I continue to learn things that I uh, never thought I would uh, come to understand as far as the molecular biology of this thing and what it takes to actually identify it early and when someone's infected, and then prevent that person from transmitting to someone else. Uh, but I can tell you that um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get this done. It's going to be week to week, uh, and you know, obviously we don't want any, and we're doing everything possible prevent uh, the transmission when one person turn, turns positive, you know, which can happen outside basketball activities. These people have families. They have lives outside of basketball, despite the fact that we're trying to contain it. So there are things that we can't absolutely control, maybe like you could control in the bubble. Uh, so we've learned a lot from, for example, looking at what's happened in the NFL and made adaptations from that. But as, I, as you think, it's going to have to be week to week now to see how things unfold as we head into the regular season. And hopefully this will be sustainable. Uh, I, I, there's been an amazing amount of intellectual capital put in on the side of the NBA. And the guys that I can tell you from the Bulls organization are working insanely hard to uh, keep pace with the number of processes and procedures and policies that pretty much come out daily. Time now for our pro athlete injury of the week. We turn to the NFL, Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones undergoing a procedure to have a pin inserted into his left pinky finger. Jones suffering a fractured pinky early in the game against the Minnesota Vikings last Sunday when he was blocking. He was able to return to the game. He actually rushed for 80 yards on 18 carries, which is very surprising. 
Meanwhile, wide receiver Chris Godwin suffering a fractured index finger in week seven this season, requiring 10 pins. He missed week eight before returning in week nine. And Dr. Cole, I know you have a great hand specialist on staff, Dr. John Fernandez at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. So, uh, But tell me, uh, that sounds awfully painful when you're listening to uh, the fact that someone's having a pin inserted into their finger, correct? Well, I mean, Steve, that's why they have anesthesia. So probably their injury hurt a lot more than the pin. But but that being said, you know, I, we've had a number of hand injuries and uh, things like this. You know, John Fernandez and uh, we have uh, Mark Cohn and Rob Wysocki and uh, Xavier Simcock. These are, you know, I'm really blessed to have people around me because, you know, when we have an injury in the hand or wrist, I don't, this is not something I manage, but I have people around me who are excellent at this kind of thing. And these, good thing about these types of injuries are that, like you, like we've seen here, they sound awful. Uh, the It's it's a painful injury. Then they get fixed. And the pin is like, uh, uh, when you think about why we put someone in a cast, it's a splint. It keeps it from moving. The pin is a way to surgically stabilize something so that actually an athlete can get back to play sooner. So you can actually often return an athlete back, especially in football, uh, with a pin in place, even before the fracture has fully healed. So that's sort of like the wonders of modern medicine as it meets you know sports medicine to actually keep someone playing especially when the stakes are high uh but uh yeah these are injuries that you know especially if, you know depending on your position could be pretty tough to get back from um but thankfully you know something like this you can see from the timeline sometimes we get them back well before these actually fractures can actually heal just because it stabilizes it well dr cole speaking of pins is that something you use in your practice you know, Steve, pins are things that we use. They're these, basically, it's a fixation device that holds something in place, but it's usually temporary and they get removed. You know, years ago, that's all we had before we had screws and plates and things like that. So my practice, which is usually, you know, larger bones, shoulder, elbow, knee, uh, they're not as commonly used. We use larger things like screws and plates. Uh, but I'll tell you that pins are frequently used in in the distal extremities, such as the hand, the wrist, and the foot and the ankle. And uh, it's really like a replacement for a cast almost. It holds something in position long enough that the body takes over and heals. And then they are temporary and they are easily removed either in the office or a, under local anesthetic in the operating room. Okay, great. Let's move on. 